You're listening to the E-Commerce Excellence Podcast with Joris Brion. Hey, this is Joris of the E-Commerce Excellence Podcast, and today I'm really excited to talk to Adam Lean. Um, Adam is a former accountant turned small business owner. Uh, he's the founder of the CFOproject.com and uh, also host of the PS4 Profit Podcasts. He helps small business owners uh, make their business more profitable by untangling their financials um, and showing them exactly which levers to pull uh, to maximize their profit and their freedom. He mainly works with a lot of e-commerce companies, so this can be really relevant and interesting. Um, His goal is pretty simple. He helps his clients to go from feeling overwhelmed and stressed out about cash uh, to uh, and wondering also, where did all the money go to feeling confident about their finance, uh, financial situation, knowing that they run uh, a business like, like they should be running it, like a CEO with the numbers uh, that tra- drive the decision making. Um, Adam, welcome to the e-commerce excellence podcast. Really happy to have you here. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited to be here. Cool. Um, yeah, just to start off, can you tell us a bit about your background? Where did you come from in your career um, and how did you end up uh, Yeah, at this point? Yeah. So like you mentioned, I used to be an accountant uh, and, uh, you know, I got my accounting accounting job right after I got uh, graduated from college and that was okay for a while. But then I ended up disliking <laughs> being an accountant just because an accountant, you know, their job is to record the past. And I really wanted to work in the business and help businesses grow. Uh, so uh, you know, during my day job as an accountant, I started my own e-commerce store. And this was back in 2006, and I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the the marketing aspects and the and the operations and then just running the business. Uh, and you know, sales grew. Honestly, the sales grew uh, a lot over the next you know the from 2006 to about 2009. I was doing you know half a million dollars in sales, and uh, you know and Things were going well from a sales standpoint. I was able to leave my day job and focus on my business. Uh, but then around 2009, I think I was a, about 750000 in annual revenue when I noticed that every single month, my profit and cash flow started getting tighter and tighter. And it, it just, you know, I, because of my accounting background, I was able to recognize this, but it's just the cash flow there was it was just something about it i i was making i was doing a lot i was making a mm-hmm. lot of sales but just wasn't seeing it in the bank account it was just frustrating but you know because i had an accounting background i was able to sort of understand and dissect my business and figure out what the problems were uh, and then you know shortly after that i was able to to somewhat correct m- the majority of my problems and i started working with other business owners and realized that they were experiencing the exact same things. They were working, you know, 90 miles an hour, going 90 miles an hour, working 75-hour work weeks uh, without a lot to show for it, meaning not a lot in the, in the bank account. Mm-hmm. And really, that's the whole point of a business is to generate profit for you, the business owner. Uh, so, you know, the, the difference, though, between those people and myself is that they didn't have the benefit of having an accounting background. They weren't, they didn't understand why their profit was leaking or why they weren't having uh, enough cash uh, in the bank. And so I was able to help them. And so fast forward almost 10 years, I started this business called the CFO Project, where we make the financials very clear. We show you exactly what's going right and what's going wrong in your business. And we say, we tell you every single month, here's the two to three things that you need to do this month 
to improve their profitability and cash flow. That way, the business owner can focus on what they enjoy, what they do best, and let a, uh, a financial person show them what they need to do to improve, which is what a CFO or chief financial officer does for big businesses. We just wanted to provide this for for smaller businesses. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of uh, people will recognize uh, what you just saw is um, you, you're growing, but your bank account is not like, uh, I mean, <laughs> cash flow is, is, is not really not really good and and you know you're putting in a lot of hours a lot of effort uh you get a lot of revenue but at the end of the day it's 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 the profit that matters and and that's that's really hard and it's hard to i mean i'm a small business owner myself and and it's not something the finance it's not something i enjoy uh so it's something you tend to postpone and yeah maybe you'll do it another day and uh, you don't really know what to do exactly, and you focus on other stuff, stuff that you're really good at. So that's what I, what I find cool about what you do is is you get the the, the expertise of, of a CFO, even if you're not at the level yet uh, of of having an an in-house CFO. So that's uh, that's really cool because at the end of the day, CFO really looks. Um, towards the future as, as well as as you mentioned before uh, an accountant looks records the past but a CFO looks ahead and, and, and yeah looks at the future um, maybe a general question why do you think uh, so many small businesses fail because I, I don't remember the statistics but it's a huge number of uh, of businesses that that don't make it past the five-year mark yeah, there's a there's an organization here in the United States called the Small Business Administration, and according mm-hmm. to them, half of all small businesses, so 50%, never see their fifth birthday. They don't yeah. make it five years, and that's a crazy statistic. I mean, literally one out of two people will, will go out of business, mm-hmm. and that's very unfortunate because their livelihood is tied up in this business, and, and a lot of ca- you know capital, a lot of investment, and their personal funds have been invested in this business, and it's just gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason why they they fail is simply because they ran out of cash. I mean, m- most businesses' problems can be solved with making more profit and and having adequate cash flow, meaning that there's money in the bank when they need it uh, to keep the the operations going and to to invest in other things or buy inventory or hire employees. Uh, but so so the question is, why do those businesses run out of cash? And it's you know, I believe it's because most business owners uh, get into business because they are an expert at the craft of their business, uh, not necessarily an expert at numbers or, or financial things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, for example, an e-commerce business owner, you know, who sells leather wallets and leather purses and keychains and things like that, they are probably an expert at that type of product. They enjoy their the craft of of making these leather goods uh, and and they want to sell them and, and they enjoy the operational side of things. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters in business is, is making a profit, which turns into cash, which gives you cash flow. Mm-hmm. Those two things, profit and cash flow, are numbers. And so somebody in the organization has to understand what to do to improve those two numbers. And those businesses that go out of business, they just simply don't 
have somebody to do that or they just don't know it themselves. They are focused so much on working in the business instead of on the business and they just go out of business because, you know, despite the the 100 hour work weeks they put into their business, they're not able to improve. They don't know how to improve the profit and cash flow, which are the only two things that really matter in business. Yeah, and I think it's it's um recognizable again i'm a small business owner and you always think like oh if i can just sign up that next client then situation is going to be different or in e-commerce if i can just get more traffic and and sell more then situation is going to be different but that's not the case is it no i mean in in many cases uh you know sales may not sales solves a lot of problems but sales may not be the problem i was working with a client uh a couple of years ago, he came to me and and he was doing a 1.2 million in sales, uh, but had a loss of about $200,000. And quickly, you know, I, I, after working with him for a few months, you know, I, uh, we were able to dig much, uh, you know, dig deep in the numbers. And I realized that their problem, you know, they were selling some products uh, at very, very thin margins. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't have a sales problem. They had a gross profit problem. And so we were able to work with some of their um, their suppliers and and do some re-engineer some things to improve their gross profit. And they were able to improve their profit from a loss uh, to a net profit of about two hundred thousand dollars. So they had a huge swing in uh, profitability without growing sales. Yeah, uh, so, that, so that changes your organization uh, completely. Totally. It's about working smarter, not necessarily harder. Yeah, right. So uh, what do you think are like the biggest challenges for e-commerce owners when it comes to their finances? Not understanding them. Uh, yeah. Honestly, most businesses have a bookkeeper or an accountant or somebody that does, that keeps up with the books or the business owner does it themselves. And you have to have a bookkeeper or an accountant or you have to do the books yourself. I mean, bookkeeping is just a ne- necessary uh, you know, thing because you need to to be able to keep accurate books for the for tax purposes, of mm. course. But you also have to keep track of the books for yourself so you can make decisions. Well, here's the problem. When a bookkeeper or the accountant does the books, they'll give the business owner the reports, like the income statement or the balance sheet or whatever. And most business owners don't really understand those reports and therefore, they don't use them to make managerial decisions to grow their business. You mm-hmm. know, on the surface, the PL or the, the profit and loss statement, or other, also known as the income statement, you know, it tells you what you made in sales and it tells you your profit. Well, just looking, just being able to recognize how much you made in sales or, or profit that month, does it, uh, you know, that's just this very surface level of what that report can tell you. There's so many other things that can be looked at to help you improve your business. But most business owners, and, and this is the answer to your question, most business owners just don't know what to look at because they're not financial people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, that you need somebody that can help you interpret the financials to create a strategy for the future. And unfortunately, bookkeepers and accountants only record what happened in the past because that's what they're getting paid to do. That's it. They're getting paid to record what happened they're not help, they're not getting paid to help you interpret those numbers and strategize for the future. That's what a CFO does for big businesses. You know, a, a CFO of 
of um, you know Apple will tell the the CEO, you know, here's what I've analyzed, you know, here's the the summary of your financial situation this month. And here's the three things that we need to change. Mm-hmm. And they make it clear to the CEO what needs to happen. Well, small business owners need something like that. Um, and so that's, you know, that's that's what they struggle with, is not understanding their financials in order to grow their business. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is, this will resonate with a lot of uh, small business owners. Um, what are some of the key numbers that e-commerce owners uh, should be looking at? What should they be tracking? Well, the, there are several numbers. You know, what, for all of my clients, I create what I call a scoreboard, mm-hmm. which is basically a one-page report that has some key numbers on the business. And of course, every business is different. But for e-commerce stores, there's some some basics that you just need to be tracking, like uh, the number of uh, visits to your site, of course. And then the let me back up. Actually, you need to be tracking the entire business model or life cycle of a client starting with leads. Um, right. So, so getting leads or getting visits to the site and, and then converting them. So the conversion rate of the site uh, of those uh, visits, and then the number of, I think you call it actually the purchase free frequency, That's uh, right, but yeah. basically the number of orders that one customer places over a period of time, you want to, you want to measure that. And, and all these things we're measuring, the goal is to see which of these things are, are not performing as well as they should. And the key is identifying them and improving each one. So if you improve the number of visits to the site and the conversion rate and the purchase frequency, all three, if you improve each three of those things individually, then your revenue is just going to go up. It just, it has to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course there's, you know, that's, that's getting sales. Uh, you want to improve the, the number of um, the average order value. And then um, all those things add up to revenue. Then you want to improve your and, and track improve your gross profit. You know your sales minus all the direct costs to you know if you if you sell a, a widget for a hundred dollars and it costs you sixty dollars from the manufacturer for that widget, you know then your gross profit is forty dollars mm-hmm. uh, or forty percent. You want to improve that as much as possible and track that. Uh, the next thing is that. The basic things that you want to track, of course, are overhead expenses, which include marketing, payroll, and just what I call general and administrative expenses. Uh, so if you take your revenue minus your your cost of goods, that gives you your gross profit. If you subtract out expenses, that gives you your net profit. So of course, mm-hmm. that needs to be on your scoreboard or the things that you're tracking. Um, and then all of that is profit from sales uh, minus all the cost of sales and expenses that gives you your net profit. That's super important to track and improve. You need to, those, those eight metrics that we just talked about. You need to improve each one of those individually, but profit is only one half of the equation. Mm-hmm. Many profitable businesses go out of business because they don't have the cash flow. So uh, you also need to be tracking cash flow as well. And there's, there's two key metrics that, you know, and, and I don't want to get too much in the weeds here, but there's two really key metrics that I like to track for e-commerce stores. And one is days in, in inventory, mm-hmm. uh, the number of days that you have inventory sitting on the shelf. Um, you want to get that number as low as possible. You know, so for example, if you have, if your average number, if you take all the products that you have in inventory and it, on average, each one is sitting on your shelf for 75 days. That means that that cash is tied up on that product 
that's sitting on the shelf. You want to turn that cash, you want to turn that product into cash. So you want to get that, the, each product turned more quickly. So get that 75 days down to maybe 60 days or 50 days. And you're able to turn that cash, turn that product into cash very quickly so that you could buy more inventory and, you know, and, and turn that into cash. And then the last thing, or one of the other major things I like to track for cash flows, what is working capital ratio. Um, so your working capital is basically another word for how much cash you have to keep the business going. And okay. you want to make sure you have enough cash over the next, you know, between now and the next 90 days at least. And you want to look at this on a regular basis to make sure that you have you're you're well funded, that you have enough cash to keep the business going. Well, you know, there's there's really three ways to get cash. One is to to take on debt, mm-hmm. credit cards, bank loans, things like that. That's how that's a way for you to get cash. Another way is to get investors. This is really not a a viable option for many businesses, for most small businesses, but you can get investors or you can invest your own personal money into the business. That's another way. The third way, of course, is make a profit right. and take that profit and key and turn it into cash. Um, so you want to make sure you have a, a good working capital, but you want to make sure that most of that working capital is coming from profit. Um, so all of those things you need to measure and track and measure on a regular basis to know what's going right and what's going wrong in the business. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm not a, a financial guy, and and the, just <laughs> hearing all this makes me think like, oh man, that's a lot of work. But I I assume you guys you take all. Yeah, you, you take that over, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's basically a done for you service. We'll do it all mm-hmm. for you. We'll create, we'll analyze your business. We'll we'll uh, prepare this scoreboard, we'll create a scoreboard for you, and then every month we'll show you what's going right and what's going wrong, and give you an action plan. But it it it's a lot of work, but it's a necessity if yeah. in, in order to improve the profitability and cash flow of your business, and that's how you stay in business and grow your business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are like some typical profit leaks you see f- uh, for e-commerce? Yeah, that's a good question. There's there's several things that I mean, uh, profit leaks could come from almost anywhere. But it, mm-hmm. you know, I boil it down to just efficiency. Uh, there's in e-commerce, there's really two big buckets that you can improve efficiency, and that's mm-hmm. on the the margin side and on the, on the, uh, the operation side. So let's start with margins. If you sell a widget for a hundred dollars, but it costs you $99 from the supplier, then it doesn't matter. You can sell a million widgets. You're not really making all that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want to improve the efficiency or the amount of money that you make on every single product. And a lot of businesses get into trouble, especially e-commerce businesses, because they try to compete with Amazon at Amazon's own game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon is Amazon's goal is to have low prices. Well, if you the only thing you're competing on is low prices, then you you're it's a race to the bottom, and you you can only make it up in volume. Meaning you have to sell a million, literally a million widgets, in order to 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 have you know substantial. Uh, profit. That's very unsustainable for small businesses. And that's, you know, Amazon has come out and said that their business model only works if they, uh, with volume and mm-hmm. they have to have volume. So, so you can't beat Amazon at your, their own game. 
Um, you're not going to have as much volume as they can. So you have to do something different to do one thing, which is to improve the margins of your products. And there's many different ways. I'm sure you, you know, I know you, you do that for your clients. You help them uh, make more money from their existing visits, uh, mm -hmm. visitors to the website. Um, but there's many different things that can be done to improve that, but you've got to focus on margins. So that's profit leak. Number one, they're just, you know, many, many businesses are just simply not making enough profit to cover from, from their product sales uh, to cover their overhead and, and their, yeah, their overhead and, and profit goals. Mm -hmm. uh, the second is, is operational efficiency. Um, many businesses are, have way too many expenses for their level of, uh, of sales or volume. And they're just not efficient with the employees or with the the uh, services they buy on a regular basis, whether that's software or equipment or whatever. Uh, they're just not efficient with those things. They're they're not utilizing them to the to the best of their ability. Like an easy example is if you uh, if you have two employees that are, I mean, I'm making this super simple, but if you have two employees who are doing order processing, you know, if you were able to streamline some of the processes, could you? Could you have one employee doing all the order processing? Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's just a very super simple way, you know, example, but there's just a lot of overhead for these businesses and that's just leaking profit. I mean, employees are a huge chunk of most businesses profit. I mean, you know, at, at the end of the day, if you could pay, um, you know, if you're going to employ multiple people, then you need to have the sales to support that, you know, because otherwise you're just not going to make any money. You're going to be what I call playing business. You're going to be coming in, working 75 hours a week you're in, in, and paying all the bills and, and doing everything. But the, at the end of the month, you have nothing to show for it. Mm. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's a, it's, it's a mistake a lot of businesses uh, make. And, and to be honest, uh, I, we made that mistake as well in the, in the past, like hiring for future growth. And that's, that was stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but, because then, then you're all of a sudden you have salaries to pay. I mean, <laughs> if that future growth doesn't come, then you're kind of uh, you're kind of screwed. So, right. And and don't get me wrong. Every you know, every business struggles with things like that. I mean, every mm -hmm. single business struggles, and you know, a lot are experiencing what I call growing pains. Um, you know, so it's 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 normal <laughs> to experience those things. But you there, you have to know what to do to get out of it um, yeah. and to to improve it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in, in a video on your site, uh, yeah. By the way, I recommend everyone uh, to check uh, check out that video. Um, you talk about profit systems. Can you expand on that? Yeah, on on the profit systems for the business. So it's essentially your entire business. We sort of touched on it earlier. Your entire business if you think of it as one giant system. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you have a air conditioning system in your house, that is made up of many different parts. And at each part, if one part breaks, then your whole system sort of fails or struggles. And so you have to make, you have to be able to look at your entire system of your business on a regular basis to see which parts are not doing so well so that you can fix them before they fail. And so I'm a big fan of breaking your entire business down, your entire system into smaller systems, mm -hmm. you know, to, to 
either, you can also think of it as maybe a, a puzzle. You take, you know, your business is a puzzle, but the puzzle has a million different pieces and or, you know, a lot of pieces. And you want to look at each piece individually and improve that one piece so that as a whole, your business just gets better. The mistake a lot of business owners make is, is they just look at the income statement that they're, they get from their QuickBooks or their bookkeeper, and they just look at the profit number at the bottom, or they look at the bank balance on a daily basis and think that's how, and, and use that number to make decisions. And that's, you know, you're, you're essentially looking at past number, uh, uh, you know, your profit for the last month or the bank account for yesterday to come up with um, how to improve your business. And that's just not, it's just not possible. You need to be able to break down the systems in your business so that you can improve each one to impact next month's revenue and to impact next mm -hmm. month's bank balance. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, in the same video, by the way, you, you uh, talk about um, a four-step process, four-step process that you guys uh, use. Can you explain it to us? Yeah, so it's very simple. We we have a four-step process for all of our clients. Um, and the first step is called the profit audit, mm -hmm. where we'll once we start working together, we'll understand your business uh, from a financial uh, perspective, and we will um, you know gather a lot of data on our own because we're financial people. So we'll take all the we'll we'll understand your business as best we can. You know, we'll essentially audit the business and understand where it's currently at. Then we're going to do sec the second step, which is to is which we call the profit target, where we're going to set a target for profit for December 31st of this year. Mm -hmm. And our entire mission going forward will be to help you meet that profit target number. And then the third step is what we call the scoreboard. So we're going to create a custom scoreboard for you, which uh, I talked about a few minutes ago. Every single month, we're going to prepare the scoreboard and, and show it to you. And it's a, it's, it, I call it a scoreboard because it's a graphical one-page report that's in the, the the things that we're measuring are either red, green, or yellow. So you could clearly uh -huh. see if, of all the systems that your business is, is running, which ones are, are working and which is not. And then we're, so we'll show you this scoreboard. It's basically like all your financial reports in one, <laughs> but, it's, but it's actually easy to read. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the thing because otherwise it's it's overwhelming anyway. I know nobody will right. read it. Yeah, right. Like there's tons of things. Like, and I mean, I know you 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 work with e-commerce uh, business owners as well. There's tons of metrics out there. They're just vanity numbers. They don't really matter. <laughs> you know, you you need to be looking at numbers that that matter. Yeah, I often say like you don't need more data; you need more insights. Absolutely, totally agree with that. Um, and so we show you the school board, and then we do the fourth step, which is honestly the most important step. We call it the 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 action plan. Every month, we will analyze your scoreboard and all the financials, and we're going to come to the come to you in a meeting every month and say, "All right, here's the two to three things that, based on everything we've looked at, we think you need to focus on this month." So mm -hmm. we're taking your entire business and everything going on, and we're showing you just the most important things that could change, that needs to change this month in order for you to meet that profit target number and to have better cash flow. Yeah, and it, I really like that idea because, again, there's so much uh, information out there, and especially finances. If, if you're not a financial person, uh, it's very overwhelming, and it's hard to already find what you should be doing and then 
adding the priority as you guys do saying like okay this month this is the absolute priority you should be working on this that breaks it down and makes it easy uh, to digest and 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 very clear uh, i think um yeah, to move forward and, and really start working on this. Because um, to be honest, again, I'm a small business owner and I've been not so good at my finances, to be honest. Uh, I mean, we're doing good, but we could probably doing uh, be doing better. Uh, but what, what a reason, I'm sure when I talk to other business owners, it's uh, especially smaller business owners, it's so overwhelming. It's not clear um, what should I be doing now that at the end of the day, you don't do anything and you just keep going the way You've been going so far, um, but you guys break it down and make it really clear. Okay, this this month, this is the kind of things that you should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you, if you keep if you keep going at your current pace, you're going to basically have uh, own own a job for yourself mm-hmm. instead of owning a business. We, we yeah, like and that. I, yeah. I think that's a, a great thought to to end uh, this uh, this uh, interview with. But um, hey. Adam, this is, has been absolutely great. Uh, we could probably go on for a, a long time, uh, but yeah, we're running out of time. I just want to make sure that people know how they can find you and learn more about you. Um, what, what's the best place for people to find you and, and to connect with you? Yeah, so my website is thecfoproject.com and uh, that's the best way. And honestly, a, you, there's a green button at the top right-hand corner that says book a call. So if anybody wants to just get on a call with me, uh, you'll be able to see my uh, calendar and just schedule a call. Uh, but if you go to the cfoproject.com slash video, you can watch that video that you were referencing earlier. All right. Absolutely. Uh, do that because uh, it's uh, it's definitely very interesting. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Adam. It's been absolutely great. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. The e-commerce excellence podcast is sponsored by Dexter.agency. We help e-commerce business owners scientifically increase revenue without needing more traffic. Ready to discover a more reliable way to increase conversion and, more importantly, revenue? Register for our free training, The 5 Transformations That Double E-Commerce Profits, at dexter.agency webinar.